bring your vibes up for them for the questions. So we get this thing started on them. But guys, I have a whole list of notes here. But to be honest, you all know all these live sessions. Let's go. It's according to all you. So we're gonna answer the questions. We're gonna get all the answers answered. We're gonna dive deep into it. I'm gonna give you all the good, the bad, the ugly. All you know, it is be. All you know, all you know. I don't give all the half of the truth. I don't give all the piece of the story. I give you all the, all the little juicy little details in between. The mistakes, the things I wish I didn't know before. In the hopes that Saint Lucia, in the hopes that y'all can actually learn from the experience and do a lot better. So let me get this music off for a bit. Honestly, you could just chill all day and listen to this music, you know. But we need to get onto some business. So here's what we're gonna do. It I actually categorized my notes into three sections. The first section is the steps that I took. The second section is the mistakes that I made, and then the third section is what went wrong. After it all, what went wrong, right? So the mistakes that or the things that happened that wasn't necessarily because of me and the mistakes I made, but it was just because of the fact that shit happens, right? <laughs> just the fact that it was totally out of my control. So what went wrong besides the mistakes that I made? Grab some wine, grab some tea, grab a beer, grab some water, whatever it is, you can't be, or you can't have no drinking alone. It's the unwind session. For those of y'all who don't know me, um, I know we have a lot of new followers on the page. My name is Kelly's, and I am from Trinidad and Tobago. So I landed in Canada two and a half going on three years now so i landed in may of 2019 right so landed and i went straight to calgary yes ningwa looking fancy today thank you very much <laughs> so i landed and i landed in calgary alberta canada right we landed my family and i'm consistent of my husband my two kids my kids were three and one year old at the time right and my husband and i we landed in calgary alberta um we didn't have no friends no family and we landed as permanent residents we had actually never even visited canada before landing so the first time we set foot in canada was when we landed as permanent residents right and if you all have, if you all came from youtube let me know let me see anyone here who came from youtube who first discovered my content on youtube you all know that i've been through some stuff right <laughs> the first the first night when we landed in canada we were almost homeless that first night, right? So we were off to a very rocky start. And following that, I had a lot of up and down journeys. I had a lot of things that could discourage most, right? And I was even discouraged at many times in my journey. I was very, very discouraged. I felt like I was like a fish out of water, right? Like if things were just out of my control, I had no control whatsoever. And I was just trying, fighting an uphill battle, right? that whole process and that whole landing settling process right the settlement process was difficult for me and that is why i decided to do the youtube channel and to like grow it in the way of helping persons to be able to settle more successfully and that actually started me with this business concept of settled successful services which is a company that i founded and is based on basically providing services for new immigrants who landed in canada to enable them to settle with dignity and to settle successfully to avoid costly errors right um and to most importantly help them to feel like if they can accomplish their dreams because most immigrants have big dreams you didn't leave the comfort of your home right unless you really want to come and make something of yourself somewhere else right most times immigrants land in canada with huge dreams huge ambitions and i think that it should be accessible for everyone who's willing to work hard put in some elbow grease to achieve their dreams right so that's my honest opinion so that is why i founded this company set of successful services and i help new immigrants to land pick them up from the airport get them to the airbnb help them to find an apartment help them to find a job you name it help them to move furniture help them <laughs> to do anything that they possibly need go get their phone get all their documents health card sin card all of those different things and we do that as a service for newly landed immigrants right so i would say 22 months after landing is when we purchased our first home my husband and i we purchased a house which is where i'm at right now where we live right now and we moved to edmonton so, so <laughs> those 22 months honestly guys it is not a straight line like this i took these notes here but i don't even know where to start because 
it has a lot of different places where we fumbled, where we thought it wasn't possible, where we restarted, we reignited our imagination, our motivation. So it really is not a straight line. So I took these notes and I'm going to go through them. But each one of these notes is a whole story on its own. I think I could talk for this about 48 hours and still wouldn't be able to tell you all, all of the ups and downs it was to get from point A to point B within 22 months. But I'll try, right? So the first thing I have on this list here of the steps that I took is before landing. So when we were still in Trinidad and Tobago, um, you all would know my waiting process was hellish hard, right? I was very discouraged, very depressed. I was like, why aren't they calling me? Everyone is going, everybody's getting through. I'm not getting through. Um, and the waiting process was really challenging. And for those of y'all who watch my YouTube video about how to stay motivated um, during immigration, will know that the last thing that I always encourage persons to do is to set goals. So start planning for your new life. And that is what I did. While I was waiting, I started making some really detailed goal setting like detailed. I was like, I'm going to have a house within the first two years of landing. It's going to be this size house. It's going to be in this area, right? Mind you, I've never even set foot in Canada. Right? <laughs> never even set foot in Canada, but it's going to be in this area and it's going to cost this amount and this is how I'm going to do it. And what I need to do is I started actually looking up on YouTube videos on how to buy a house and this and different areas and like just keeping myself motivated and getting it in my mind that hey this is what i was going to do right so that's the first thing i have here i set the intention of purchasing my first home before i even landed while i was in the waiting process of going through the immigration application which was a long tedious process for me um i know a lot of persons get through a lot quicker and easier than i did um but for me it was long and tedious and i really used that time to set my intention um, <laughs> and to make it embedded in my brain, right? And when we started, when we actually landed, so now we are landed in Calgary and I'm like, okay, now what? What I did is that within the first four weeks of me landing, I actually booked an appointment with a mortgage broker, right? So here, I don't know if in Trinidad and Tobago, it's like this, but I had never met with a mortgage broker before. So these brokers, basically, they have access to many different lenders and they will take your application for free. You're not paying them, right? And they would go over your application and then they would go out and actually look for the lenders. So they would go and they will bring you back all the options and you get like the best deal that way. So they basically do all the legwork. So you don't have to go to your bank or anything like that. The mortgage broker did it, right? Um, at this point in time, we didn't even have jobs. <laughs> we didn't even have jobs i think we had just moved into our first apartment we were still trying to figure it out but here i am meeting having big meeting with this mortgage broker telling him about my plans to own my own home when your sis sis didn't even have a job at that time my husband was working in his first job because he started working two weeks after we landed but i hadn't even started working as yet and i met with a mortgage broker and was telling this guy still remember him because he was looking at me like i was crazy right <laughs> and i tell this guy hey what do we need in order to buy our first house and he was like uh, how long have you been in canada <laughs> like do you even work like you're wasting my time right you're wasting my downtime so i did have the meeting with him and he outlined all of the different things that i needed to do in order to qualify for a mortgage right he also highlighted that they had a lot of different programs like newcomer programs in certain banks and you could do your research on this um for mortgages as well as a first time homeowner incentive and um, i think that was from the government as well right so i took note of all of the different things i'd qualify for all of the different perks um, of being a newcomer as well and for those of you who don't know a newcomer is a term that they give to newly landed immigrants in canada so it's a widely very widely used term so when you say that you're a newcomer everyone knows what you mean right <laughs> everyone knows what you mean when you say you're a newcomer everyone knows that you mean that you're a newly landed immigrant in canada right so there are a lot of newcomer incentives and all of these different things. So I took notes and I basically used his notes as a map, a road map. So for those of y'all who are taking notes right now, I highly recommend if your mission is to buy a house early on in your immigration journey, I highly recommend that when you land, you book a call with a mortgage broker. Right, get a referral, go 
on Google, find somebody, right? A mortgage broker and let them tell you what it is you need to do um, in order to qualify for your first mortgage. So that is what I did. And he basically gave me a roadmap. From there, I started actually looking at houses. Yo, when they leave. So at this point in time now, I started working um, in my first job, which was a survival job. I was working in a department store, making minimum wage, right? And I am looking at houses online. So I'm searching through houses, looking to see what type of houses um, I could afford with my budget. What budget? Mind you, what budget? Because your girl was broke. <laughs> Your girl was broke. I now started working to just make a living to survive, right? Um, my husband and I, we both work in survival jobs at this point in time. And I just used to be looking at houses online all the time, thinking about how I could come up with this down payment, right? Question, how long would you con be considered a newcomer? In most places, you'll be considered a newcomer the first two years that you have landed. So technically, now I am no longer a newcomer right but for the first two years that you landed you're considered a newcomer so after that when i started looking at houses what i did is i lived below my means now i don't know about y'all but i know about banning my belly i know about banning my belly i know about cricks and government water government juice <laughs> i know about rice and butter i didn't grow up rich right so when i saw that okay i wanted a house and this is the down payment this is the deposit this is the money that i need to have at the point in time i was looking at paying possibly 10 percent of the um price of the house i was like okay that's a lot of money right <laughs> that's a lot of money that i don't have and i started to just squeeze pennies squeeze pennies so even if we could have afforded a nice apartment a nice view no we took an apartment that was m like moderate the cheapest that we could have found basically right within good areas of course that are safe for the kids right and even if we could have i don't know gone on multiple vacations we didn't if we even if we could have what a Ferrari, we did it, right? Even if we could have gotten um, approval for all of these different loans and stuff, we didn't. We just lived really below our means, right? So we lived small, we rented cheap, and we did without. We did without. And we did this, we, we lived like this for basically the first year that we landed. Um, for those of y'all who know, and it's, it's like a lot of moving parts, within three months, well, within two weeks after landing my survival job, I got another job offer. Right. And following that, a couple months after that, we actually I got a job offer again in another company um, in mid-level management. So I ended up moving up the ranks. So we still ended up we still like used of the, the most minor amount of money, the least amount of money for a living expenses. So banning my belly, banning my belly, really and truly, this, this is like the, the key fact here. You're going to come here, you're going to land. I know a lot of you all are preparing to land as newly landed immigrants, right? Tingo and Bonya, I. Everybody wants to give you a credit card. Everybody offering you a new loan. Everybody telling you to take it out on higher purchase. Everybody have a plan for your brand new shiny credit. Everybody have a plan. So if you don't have a plan for your credit, trust me, everybody else have a plan for your credit. <laughs> So really knowing what it is you want and sticking to your plan is the most crucial thing. Because for a lot of newcomers, what happens is you get caught up in all of these different expenses and your credit. And by the time you're ready to buy a house, it's problems because your credit so heavily used, right? And actually, I made a mistake with that, which I'm going to get to next, right? And the last thing I have here on the steps that I took is I monitored my credit score. And monitored it like if it was a newborn baby. So I downloaded this app called Credit Karma. And I honestly, because I, I wasn't familiar with credits. For those of y'all who know, before moving to Canada, I never even had a credit card. I never even had a credit card. So this whole concept of credit and checking your credit was very new to me. It was, it was not familiar at all, right? I used to use my father card to shop online and just give him the cash. I have been honest with you all. So just knowing about credit, I didn't really have that much familiarity. So I downloaded Credit Karma and I used to like monitor how my different transactions would affect my credit. And what I noticed that really helped as well is I would keep my balance on my credit card below 40%. And then I would pay it in for every single month. That really helped. So let's say um, if I had a $1,000 limit on my credit card, I would only spend up to $400 at a time. So when I hit $400... 
I know that, okay, that's, that means I have no more money. In other words, in my mind, that means I have no more money on my credit card until I pay it in full, right? And I always pay it in full every month when it was due, right? So I monitored that credit like if it was a baby. <laughs> Like if it was a baby and credit is really important and i would advise that as soon as you land as a newly landed immigrant that you get your first credit card and start using it because you need to build up that credit your credit history banks want to see that you borrow money and you pay it back right and that's basically what credit is guys i don't know what i'm gonna have my filter Every time I click it to change something else, but small thing. <laughs> so banks really want to see that you're using the credit card wisely, you're borrowing money, and you're paying it back, right? Um, so that was a big thing. I monitored that credit like if it was a baby, we lived below our means, we banned with belly. Even when we could have afforded a bigger apartment, <laughs> we didn't, right? And uh, let's go now into mistakes. So this probably take another drink for that one <laughs> let's talk about mistakes because your girl made some mistakes i know what i always like to give persons the good the bad and the ugly right and the reason why i like being so transparent is because i want you to learn from the mistakes i made and i want in the future somebody could come and say kelly you know you did this in 22 months but because of what you said because of the things that you told me to look out for because of the mistakes you made i learned from it and i did it in 20 months or i did it in 15 months i did it in one year right so that's what i want from you all i want for you to learn from the mistakes so that you don't do the same mistake and you could actually achieve it a lot quicker so we reached the mistakes the first mistake that I made, and uh, I think a lot of persons make, is while we were still in our settlement process, we actually moved around a lot, right? So we landed in Alberta. We didn't have any friends or family here, so we didn't have anybody really tying us to a particular city or a particular community. It was just like, okay, we're going to see how it works out, and if it doesn't work out, we can move, right? And because of that, we moved around a lot. We switched jobs a lot every time we moved. And when it came time to actually getting a mortgage, the stability of our income was questionable. <laughs> it was very questionable because it's like, okay, you're switching jobs like every six months, right? And it's only a short space of time. We weren't even in the country for two years. And I had had, including my um, survival job, I had a survival job and I had two jobs, three jobs followed. So that's four jobs in total, guys. I had four jobs in canada in under two years right um and you know what i should go into detail about that why that happened so you remember when i told you all that um i got accepted i got a, a um job offer from this management a management position in this company right it was actually outside of calgary so we had to pack up break our lease and move um to go and get this job right and in the negotiation, because you get to negotiate, in the negotiation for the job, it was in a very small town, right? Only 3,000 people living in the town. So I was like, okay, if my husband and I are going to move to this town, you'll need to give my husband a job as well, right? So I negotiated with my husband to also get a job in the company um, if we were going to move. If, it, if you're requiring me to move <laughs> to this small town and live there, then you need to give my husband a job, right? So I negotiated that and they said, yeah, we'll give your husband a job. I was like, oh, well, yeah, we'll be moving. <laughs> when you assign, right? And we moved and this job, we stayed there. We lived in this very small town. And every time it's Claire's home, it was a really nice town. Guys, <laughs> this song was a really nice town. I will tell you all, I am still yet to see another black family living in the, in, in the town right from time to time i would see this child in my children's daycare a black child and i would always look out for their parents but i'm still yet to see this child's parents right so to my knowledge we were the only black family living in the entire town <laughs> and i will tell you not a holiday went by that we didn't have somewhere to go we had to turn down people's invitations to come to their home for Thanksgiving, we had to turn down invitations. We felt so at home in this town of 3,000 people being the only black family. Y'all know. <laughs> and my mind going places like, okay, is this how is this really going to work? 
we felt very welcome it was a very good experience to the point that while i was they actually considered buying a home in that community we felt so at home like my intention coming to canada was never to live in a small town i was like i want to live in a big city but in a suburban area of a big city you know what i mean like i still want access to big city life nightlife when i want you know but um i want to live in a safe quiet community in a big city right but we felt so at home and welcomed in this small town of Clarisome that I honestly considered purchasing a home while we were there, right? And uh, this, a close city to there is Lethbridge. So for those of you who are familiar with the geography of Alberta, Lethbridge is probably like about an hour, hour and a half away from Clarisome, which is a, a lot bigger city. Not as big as Edmonton or Calgary, but it's way bigger than Clarisome, right? So I used to drive there and my boss at the time actually lived in Lethbridge and she was looking to purchase a home, right? So... Every weekend, I would drive up to, um, to Lethbridge, meet my boss. We were really close because small town, small everything. Everybody's close. Everyone knows everyone, right? I literally, um, in my kid's daycare, there was a parent in my kid's daycare. Then I went to the hospital for something and she was also my doctor, right? And then I was walking around. She was also my neighbor. So this is how small the song was. My doctor was also a, a parent in my children's class, also my neighbor, right? Very, very, very small. Oh. Feel like if this lighted i thought i actually thought that we were gonna live in this town forever that is how comfortable we felt in this town really comfortable really accepted everyone knows everyone everyone is polite everyone is nice we feel comfortable right and then i considered also living in lethbridge i used to go to lethbridge every weekend with my boss at the time and we would go around and look at houses for her she was buying a house i was tagging along right <laughs> so i would go on i would look at these beautiful houses and i would just imagine like wow i could really live here right to the point that i actually spoke to a mortgage broker again at that time so i was on the brink of actually starting to look for houses for us in lethbridge and i would still live in clarison right lo and behold you know how life is um COVID happened. My husband and I both got laid off at the same time. And this is the disadvantage of working in the same company with your spouse, right? <laughs> when the shit hit the fan, the shit really hit the fan. Both of us got laid off. Um, to say I was heartbroken would... I, I wouldn't say I was heartbroken. I was surprised. I was shocked. COVID had everyone shaken up for a while. Um, but I looked at it as a sign. Like, okay... At least this happened before I signed on the dotted line and decided to work in this town. And that's also the, the, a word of caution for living in small towns. If you live in a small town with just one major industrial, like a couple of places at hiring, if that couple of places close down, who's going to hire you? You can't live in that town anymore. You need to move because it only had really one or two major sources of income, one or two major employers, right? So when we both lost our job during COVID, um, we decided that we would move back to Calgary. <laughs> so this is all part of the reason of the mistake, right? The mistake where we moved and switched jobs a lot within a two, a two year time, less than two years. So when we moved back to Calgary, um, I luckily had actually started my first business prior to this happening, right? I started my first business. So at least I had some kind of income coming in and my husband, I do his resume. He got a job within two weeks. He got a job before we even moved back to Calgary. That is how. <laughs> so he got a job in Calgary before we even moved back to Calgary. So he was working. He was good. And I was just self-employed only doing my business. And it was at that point in time where we had already saved up our deposit for our home, right? Because just from working in that position and I was already thinking about buying a house. So we had banned our bellies so much that we were actually able to save up our deposit to purchase our own home um and at that point in time i was like okay we need to make a switch it's either we're gonna stay in calgary um we're gonna move to toronto or we need to find somewhere else to move to right y'all know um for those of you who have been following me for a while i originally did not really intend to stay in alberta like my mindset was that i will come to alberta make this money this money <laughs> make that money like you know gather up our work experience settle 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 i was planning to settle and just catch myself in alberta because the cost of living is a lot cheaper than ontario but my main my major aim was really to move to ontario because that's where the action is at that's where most of the caribbean people are that is where it's at so 
at that time i told my husband hey it's like now or never we can make the move now to ontario we have book experience we have a deposit for a home like if, if we don't do it now when right if we don't do it now when and uh um, that was in november of uh, last year november last year i actually left alberta and i went to toronto to look at real estate and let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you I went around and I looked at real estate and I was just shocked. For our budget, we could have afforded a hole in a wall. Right? We could have afforded a hole in a wall. And this was after I had been with my boss looking for houses for her and seeing what we could have afforded in Alberta. So comparison to what we could have afforded in Ontario, I was like... And we worked hard for that money guys we worked really hard for that money and not even just like banning me belly and doing what's out and living below expenses apart from that like you could never have a better employee than than me if i'm working for you i'm working late i'm working weekends i am making myself valuable anything you need yes your mom to clean for you yes <laughs> sweep floors and be done work yes like i think a lot of new immigrants, when they come to Canada, they, they still hold on to their pride, right? I have a master's in environmental science and management. That didn't mean nothing to these people. It didn't mean nothing to them, right? Because my master's, my whole master's degree is not Canadian. It didn't mean nothing to them. So when I get a job, I work in hard and not everybody else because I have something to prove, right? I work in harder, staying later, coming earlier. I ask in here, how was that? How was my performance? Was it good? I'm looking for feedback. I want reviews. I want, right? So I'm working hard for this money. I'm going above and beyond in every position I have. I'm doing the good work. I'm working hard. I'm willing to do basically anything to get where it is I want, right? That's your mindset landed with. Mindset landed with was, I'm willing to do anything besides sell running. Besides running. <laughs> I'm willing to do anything besides sell that to get what it is I want, right? Um, so any job I get, I, I go in the full, I go in a hundred percent, right? So at this point in time, when I looked at Ontario and I saw what we could have afforded, that was it, you know? That was it. I came back to Alberta and I told my husband, you hear what now? <laughs> Alberta is home. And not to mention that we really had some really good experiences in Alberta right we had some great experiences we made great friends we like we are very familiar with the culture here we have really grown really used to it we already got adjusted to the culture gaps you already got adjusted to the culture so when i came back and not to mention we saw the price of living in ontario i came back and i told my husband that's it we we are albertans right i don't think we're ever gonna move because we can't afford to live in ontario and other than that i don't want to live anywhere else because we had really fallen in love with alberta culture right so we decided okay alberta is it and then we, we started looking around in alberta to see if it was really calgary because at this point in time we had lived in calgary we had lived in Claire's home we had um experience in lethbridge so three cities basically we had experience in and uh, at that point in time i was doing a, i was taking coaching i was doing business coaching because i had a business right so i was doing business coaching with this coach and one of his other clients um, was someone from Edmonton. So the girl and I ended up connecting and then I found out that she's a Jamaican. I was like, hey, family! <laughs> and you know, Calgary's not very diverse. I would say that as well. Calgary's a lot less diverse than Edmonton to the point that it doesn't have a lot of Caribbean people, not as much as Edmonton. So I was so excited that I was doing this course or doing this coaching program with this coach and to find out that one of his other clients was also living in Canada because the coach is a US coach. Also living in Canada, also living in Alberta and it's also a person from the Caribbean. I was like, nah, nah, this has to be fake. So we started talking, you know, me, I always go out on my way to meet new people and connect with people. And she's like, yeah, she lives in Edmonton and she was actually in the process of buying a home. Guys, guys, I'm telling you all the journey about how I ended up in Edmonton. She was in the process of buying a home. I was like, well, girl, you know, I just came back from a trip in Ontario and I think I'm about buying a home too, but you know, we're looking around and whatnot. She's like, you should come to Edmonton and see. So she invited us, the whole family, <laughs> to come to Edmonton and we would meet up with her and have dinner by her and whatnot. So you girl booked a hotel, 
drove to Edmonton from Calgary to about three and a half hours, drove to Edmonton and met up with this complete stranger. <laughs> All I knew is that she was doing a course with me and she was a Jamaican and she lives in Edmonton. And that is the first time we actually came to Edmonton to meet up with this girl that I met. Her name is Alicia. She's awesome. She's a nurse here in Edmonton, living in, in Canada for over 10 years now, right? So we met up at home. We drove around Edmonton. We went to West Edmonton Mall, which is awesome. Biggest mall in Western um, America. And uh, in America, sorry. And uh, we fell in love with Edmonton. We fell in love with Edmonton. So we go back to Calgary. I'll be talking about it now. Whew, should we move to Edmonton? Right? And I am a once I make up my mind, I start to move, right? So I'm thinking about moving to Edmonton and I reached out to my real estate agent at that point in time. So I love YouTube. Anything I need to know, I go to YouTube first. I call it the University of YouTube, right? So I was like, life in Edmonton, buying a house in Edmonton, I started YouTubing it, right? And um, I met up with my real estate agent. Her name is Jen. And I started messaging Jen. I'm like, Jen, we have our deposit. We're interested in... Um, buying a house in Edmonton and she's like oh, okay so I'll, I would link you up with my mortgage broker so we went and we we linked up with her mortgage broker or not since her mortgage broker our mortgage broker that she knew she referred us to the person and we got the list so the list so now it's a whole other conversation we actually have our deposits we have our deposits my husband was working at the time I was self-employed with my company my company is registered it's making income so in my mind okay now we're ready to buy right <laughs> and the list included that we needed to the list included that we needed to both be living in edmonton like have a dress in edmonton and working in edmonton as well my income from my company did not count because the company was not two years old so and in order to qualify for the type of mortgage that we wanted, um, we needed two incomes. <laughs> so your girl had to move to Edmonton, um, find a job, a, a job paying a certain amount in order to qualify for the type of mortgage that we wanted, and a whole a whole set of other stuff as well. One of the mistakes that I didn't mention to y'all is that within this time where we were where we were working and living in Clarism in management, when I had a management position, we had purchased a brand new truck, right? So we, our credit was good, um, everything was good. We could have afforded it. It was it was totally fine, and we purchased this truck. And I would definitely say that apart from moving around a lot, that was a major mistake that we made. Because even though we had our deposits, our credit scores were immaculate. <laughs> we had debt on our credit. We had debt. So our debt ratio was that we could not uh, we could not be qualified for the type of mortgage that we wanted. So to me, this wasn't really a deal breaker because honestly, we hadn't really even started looking at houses in Edmonton. We are just considering moving to Edmonton to buy a house. And I have a certain amount of money, a certain price range in my mind. But honestly, we could have cut it down, right? We didn't have to get the expensive house, right? We didn't have to for a starter house. So I'm like, okay, this is not really a deal breaker. So she gave us this long list. It was like 10 things we had to do in order to even start the process with her of getting this house. And the first step was finding a job in Edmonton or moving to Edmonton, right? So within that week, I broke my lease where we were living in Calgary. We packed up our truck and we packed up our, we have an SUV and a truck. We packed it up and we moved to Edmonton without having jobs, without knowing anything. We just decided we are going to live in Edmonton. We're moving to Edmonton to buy a house, right? <laughs> Um, this time my parents, my mother is still in Trinidad, my brothers in Trinidad, they, they live with me now, right? My everybody's in Trinidad. I'm like, we're moving. They're like, what? I like we're moving to Edmonton to buy a house. They're like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Who does that? Your husband has a job in Calgary. You're living in Calgary comfortably now. Started this company. The company's doing well. Like. Who gives up everything and just moves to Edmonton because you're going to buy a house? On top of that, I started doing research in terms of which areas I wanted to live, right? And I found an apartment, a rental apartment, in the exact same area where I wanted to buy the house. Because 
all of this is from online i'm like i'm gonna move to this area and i don't want to have to switch the children from school when we do make buy the house i'm already making plans like if your girl have this house without even having the job and the other 10 things on the list that the mortgage broker gave us i am moving and saying hey we gonna we have to live you have to get an apartment in this area because um we're gonna have a house in this area in the future right <laughs> so <laughs> I am moving on complete faith here. My husband, thankfully, he's such a trooper. I also thank God for my husband. Uh, he's a real trooper because he has seen me move some mountains. And you see women, I know most of y'all on here are women. You see women, don't, under uh, don't underestimate yourself. When we put our minds to something, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. It's all according to what you focus your mind on. What you focusing on. So if you're focusing your mind on other people's business, just know you're wasting your talents, right? You're wasting your talents. So focus your mind on what it is that you want. So your girl moved to Edmonton um, with my husband. Thankfully, after he moved to Edmonton, we realized that his job in Calgary actually had a branch in Edmonton. And they were willing to just transfer him. So he was able to just transfer his job from Calgary to Edmonton. So Dundee, whoop. Within two weeks of moving into our apartment in Edmonton, I was offered a job. Blink, blink, blink. I was offered a job. This is in middle, this is still in COVID. I'm wondering now about childcare, because childcare is sketchy, was sketchy at the point in time with schools closing, opening, closing, opening, quarantine, all these different things. So it was at, at that point in time when I actually told my mom to come because we need the help. We need the help because we're in hustle mode. We're trying to get these things off of the list that the, the mortgage broker told us that we needed. So I wanna, you need me to get a job? You need me to get a job? Job done, right? <laughs> and the job and job paying the amount that is supposed to pay for me to qualify for this mortgage because they're not going to look at my business income as income because it's less than two years old, right? So you need me to find a job done. Husband need a job done. We live in Edmonton done. Done, 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 done. The list is done to the point that I brought my mother from Trinidad to take care of the kids so that we could like get things in place and really start making some moves because we buying this house, right? At the same point in time, Jen and I started going around actually looking at houses. So I'm going around and I'm looking at show homes. I decided I wanted a brand new house. So not even a new house. Not even a used house. I wanted a new house. Right? And to be honest with you, the prices were comparable. Like buying a used house and buying a new house at that point in time during the pandemic, it was basically the same price. So it's like, well, if it's going to cost me the same price, might as well I go new. Right? So I started going around with Jen looking at um yeah somebody said they need popcorn yes go and get some popcorn and some wine right <laughs> so i started going around looking for houses with jen right and uh, a couple houses actually really stood out to me and i had loved completely loved and then when my mom came um all of those went out the door because i don't know about you you're not about caribbean mothers you know how caribbean mothers will take charge right <laughs> right my mother and i had to come to a conclusion about which house it is that i was going to buy right and uh, um we came to this conclusion and we settled on our house so now problem starts because problem is i see a house that i actually want so i'm going through this list of ticking off things a ticking 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 off things and uh, i go back to the mortgage broker and i say hey you gave me a list had 10 things on it all 10 things are done we have a house that we want give me my mortgage all right it took about two weeks for the mortgage broker to come back and tell me kelly's we're sorry but we can't find anyone to give you this mortgage because your credit is less than two years old so at this point in time, I was 22 months in the country, right? So I just had two months to wait, two months to wait before my credit history would have been two years old. But the problem is, 
the problem at that point in time was that I had found a house and houses were going like hot hops, right? Houses were going like people were having bidding wars over houses at that point in time because because of the pandemic, for some reason, for some reason beyond my knowledge, um, the interest rates had dropped significantly and so it was a good time to buy. I think they were trying to stimulate the economy, right? So a lot of people were buying during the pandemic and I had found a house that I loved, um, but I couldn't get a mortgage. And I, it's not that I can't get a mortgage or can't get our mortgage. I can't get the mortgage for the price of house that a girl had selected, right? So if I had chosen a house that was a lot cheaper, it would not have been a problem. But for the cost of house that I wanted, the mortgage was just out of my reach. The point that the banks wanted to see at least two years of credit history. Right, because I was, because your girl was aiming high, right? Banks wanted to see at least two years of history. And within that time, I would have lost the house. So I know a lot of y'all at this point in time would have probably been like, okay, there's a sign from God. Um, Maybe I should just hold off. That's not the house for me. I'll just wait the two months and I'll see how things work out. Because within two months, I would have been able to qualify for the price and mortgage that I wanted. But I definitely would not have gotten the particular house that I wanted right i decided otherwise though right i decided otherwise so let me just go back and see some of your comments did you keep any of your money when you broke it ah that's a really good question pixie paints tt so i broke a lot of leases right you'll notice i broke a lot of leases in the midst of this from day one from day one when i landed in canada whenever i go to look for an apartment i always am very particular to only rent from places that allow you to break your lease right that is if you're planning to buy a house and you know that you're not going to be there for the full year you need to really be careful and ensure that when you're signing a contract, it's going to allow you to be able to break it. So, and I rented that place because I knew I was planning to buy a house because your girl was walking in fit, right? <laughs> At that point in time, your girl was thinking she, she, she buying a house, right? I was moving like if it was a done deal, right? So just imagine me made all these different sacrifices, going through all of these different ups and downs, your girl buying a house, right? Already talking like if it was a reality. Um, and this mortgage broker tell me now, after wait two months, and I know within two months I will lose the house that I, I really try real hard to get my mother to approve of, right? Because my mother here at this point in time, so you all know how crib your mothers are. So my mother approve of it, I approve of it, everybody happy with it, my husband like it, everybody finally decide on one particular house, we want this house. And I was heartbroken because we then we wouldn't be able to get it, right? Um, I went back to Jen and I was like, Jen, tell me what to do. <laughs> tell me what to do. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I actually owned a home in Trinidad. So we're gonna get into some some nitty-gritties. I owned a home before moving to Canada in Trinidad, and we had we had it renting or basically to pay the mortgage, right? So I was paying the mortgage from the persons who were renting my home um, and I was considering selling it. So I was going through the process of selling it, um, looking for a buyer. We had someone who um, was interested in buying it, but I still was kind of on the fence of selling. And the reason is because that home was, well, I inherited it. I won't say inherited. It wasn't like it was given to me completely. I took over the mortgage <laughs> from my parents and my parents got divorced, right? And um, then I refinanced it to fix stuff. had to do for the roof. It had a lot of work to do. So it had a mortgage on it that was very high, right? So it wasn't like, it wasn't, it was probably 50% paid off, right? It was probably a little bit higher than that. So... We were considering selling this house, but I was like very too mind about selling it because this house wasn't just like an asset to be played with. This house was a representation of my parents' hard work and sacrifice, right? Growing up, my parents, they were both security guards and they bought that house when they were both security guards. So all you understand what I'm telling you about sacrifice, my parents sacrifice to get that mortgage and buy that house right so to be honest with y'all when i did not get you the mortgage here um jen told me you know mortgage brokers 
they don't necessarily work with all of the banks, right? So this is something I did not know. So they don't work with all of the banks. Some of the banks they don't work with because those banks have like mortgage specialists, right? Tips, tips, tips. Make note of this. <laughs> so I didn't know this. I thought mortgage brokers worked with all of the banks. She's like, no, they don't, right? So this is like a little secret here. Um, and one of the banks, one a major bank, they actually don't work with. So and that bank is RBC. That's gonna be fully transparent with you all. It ain't hurting me anyhow. RBC. So she recommended that I go to RBC directly. This is after going through all the process with the mortgage broker and everything, right? And just see what it is RBC said, right? So I go to RBC and meet with a mortgage specialist in RBC. And they're like, okay, okay, they see me, they see me, they see what they're trying to do. Like I'm breaking it down with them because now I'm not going through a mortgage broker. Now I'm directly speaking to the mortgage specialist in the bank. So I'm like explaining and pleading my own case, right? <laughs> I negotiating on my own terms. And they were like, okay, so here's what's happening. Because you have this debt on your account, which is the truck that we purchased. You'll remember we purchased this truck, which is a mistake, right? She's like, if you can pay off this amount um, for the truck, we would be willing to give you the mortgage. And I'm like, done. <laughs> like, yes. Yes, we will do that. Now, mind you, your girl have no money to pay off for the truck and for <laughs> your girl have no money for that. All I have is the money for the deposit for the house. I do not have the money <laughs> to pay off for the truck, right? And I know a lot of y'all may probably ask, like, why did we buy the truck? I always had it in my intention to start this company for immigrants, which heavily focused on moving, transportation, right? It was a big deal, big deal. Transportation for every, for new immigrants, transportation is always a big deal. So when we were looking to buy or purchase a vehicle, I was like, you know what? This will be in line with the company that I know I'm working on building. So we purchased this truck. And to this day, this truck has really been a great investment, right? So I'm not saying it hasn't been a great investment. We go, we pick persons up, we help persons move. This truck has already paid back for itself, right? But in terms of getting a house, that truck was a, the loan for that truck was a huge ISO on our credit, right? I saw that the bank now was saying, hey, we're willing to give you the mortgage, but you need to to pay off this loan and then we would willingly give you the mortgage right so this is one step up to what i heard before which was a plain outright no we're not gonna give it to you unless you wait two months um to get your credit history for two years um old right so i had two options either i'll wait for the two months lose the house that we will be loved right but get the mortgage without having to pay off anything or <laughs> or I find money, pull money from some kind of crevice, pay off for this truck, and uh, get the house that we want, right? And I decided on the latter. I already had this, this thing pending in the background of selling the house. And uh, even there was a very difficult decision to make for those of you who just joined, and it probably so confusing all over the place, right? For those of you who just joined, I had a house back in Trinidad that I was thinking about selling. But... I was just really too mind about it because my parents had sacrificed so much to buy. And you know, it's like your inheritance almost, even though it had a mortgage on it, a huge mortgage. It was my inheritance. My parents left it for me because that's what they wanted to give to me, to give me a head start in life, right? It represented their years and years of sacrifice. It represented the days when we had to eat rice and butter. It represented the fact that we couldn't have meat every single day of the week, only on a weekend, right? It represented the hard work and sacrifice of my childhood. Now, things got really better for my parents as time went along. But in my early childhood, when they purchased this house, ban belly. We used to ban with belly as a family to purchase this house. So to sell this house, I won't lie to you, tears. Literal tears had to come to my eye to to just let go and it really signified as well letting go of the life that i would have had in trinidad it was like that was really the seal deal a selling the only thing that i own in trinidad um selling it even though it's to get something new is like a giving up the life that i would have had the life that i for the most part had planned for myself in trinidad the life that my parents had sacrificed for me to have in trinidad right um so i decided to sell the house and on the dotted line just in order to get that money to pay off for the truck <laughs> and um to get the house and get any money up from Trinidad was a whole other headache 
you know, even ask me. That's a whole other topic for a whole other story because you know the foreign exchange problem in Trinidad. But that is how I was able to get a mortgage and to get a house. And it hurts. It was almost like an untethering, uh, untethering, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that properly, process where I really felt like if I had to give up what I had in order to get something new. That's how I was able to do it, right? So it was a combination of things, a combination of the fact that, yes, we had the work history. Our credit score was immaculate. It was it was beautiful. <laughs> Our credit score was awesome. I monitored that thing like a baby, make sure and spend only 40% of my um of my credit limits, pay it back in full every month. We're not buying crazy stuff with our credit cards. We ban our bellies in order to save up our money for our deposits. Um, did without, live cheap, live in the cheapest apartments. Um, no expensive food, no steak, right? <laughs> ban in belly. Um, took risk, right? I took a lot of risk. I moved just from from Calgary to Edmonton with no job, no nothing, just because I knew we were going to buy a house, right? I knew we were going to buy a house. And then finally, it all came down to when the when when all was said and done, it all really came down to me being willing to let go of my old life in order to sell my home back in Trinidad, in order to get that money to cover a mistake that I made, a mistake, right? If I could have done it all over again, I would have put off buying a truck for after we purchased our house because with our credit, it could handle the boats. But just the house needs to come first. <laughs> the house needs to come first. And anything else could come after. The house needs to come first. Right? Um, and the other mistake that I had listed here was the fact that we moved around a lot. Honestly, I don't think that that could have been helped. Because we got laid off. Because opportunities were arising. Because we were still really trying to figure out where does he want it to live. Like, where does he want it to actually put down roots? Right? So I don't think that really could have been. Hi guys, thank you for watching episode one, season one of the Unwind Session. Don't forget to like, comment, and share this video with all of your friends. Please comment below if you enjoyed the session and if you'd like to see more.